Okay, Boker Tov. We're in the Gemara Moid Kutten, Yud Dalit Omid Aleph. We started the third parak, and the Mishnah told us that there are generally is a prohibition of cutting hair and laundering clothes on Kolomoid. Then the Mishnah listed a bunch of exclusions where, because of certain circumstances, they are permitted. But again, the Mishnah started off by saying, and these are the ones that may uh, c- cut their hair and launder their clothes, suggesting that the default position is that you cannot. So that's where the Gemara asks, Fishar Kolodim and all other people who are not part of the exceptions, my time asurim, why are they prohibited for cutting their hair and laundering? Okay, now... Let's understand a second here. You're not allowed to do malacha on chol hamoid. Cutting hair is definitely a malacha. You can't do that on Shabbos. Laundering is a malacha you could not do on Shabbos. So, but the Gemara assumes it should be permitted. Why? Because on chol hamoid, grooming is a physical requirement. Just like eating and drinking, like uh, hygiene, so to speak, which is permitted. Okay. Or it's a source of joy. Person is joyful when they have clean clothes and you're well uh, haircut and all that. So therefore, why should it be prohibited at all? Why can't the person just take a haircut? Why can't the person wash his clothes? So Gamora says the following. Now we're going to start not talking about Cholomoy, but we're going to connect it to Cholomoy. Now, we know that when we had a base of Migdash, there were different groups of people who represented the Jewish people. The Kohanim were represented by 24 different watches of groups of Kohanic families that would come twice a year for a week to serve in the base of Migdash. There are also um, Jews who would represent the Jews, and they would be part of this aspect. They would rotate who would be in the base on Migdash to represent the Jews, etc., etc. So now the question is, and there for a whole week, from Shabbos to Shabbos. So now the question is, can Kohanim cut their hair during that week or not? Or launder their, their garments or not? Okay, so now that's what we're going to discuss first. And whatever we say there, we're going to apply it to Chol Hamoid because really the week that a Kohen is serving Hashem in a certain way is his Yom Tov. But it's like a Chol Hamoid Yom Tov because obviously he could do Malachas. It's during a regular year, like right now, like a day like today. But he's working in the base of Middash, so... That's a very great honor. So therefore, it's like Chol HaMoed in that aspect where you can do activities. You're not restricted like on Shabbos, but they should be restricted to, to enhance the serve, uh, in, in, to do what you have to do in the Beis HaMikdash. What do you have to do to do in the Beis HaMikdash? Well, then you could do that kind of malach. So let's see what it says over there. Kedetnan, as we learned in a Mishnah and Tainis, it says, Anche Mishmor, the people of the Mishmor. Again, again, the Kohanim and the Levim were divided up into 24 groups. Okay? And they served on a rotating basis. Okay? Now, also, 
Mamad and the men of the Mamad. Mamad literally means to be standing or present. Okay? And therefore, in order to fulfill that requirement, you had to have representatives of the entire people. And they're also divided up into 24 groups of Yisraelim. And I imagine that they're probably like the biggest rabbis and things like that, I would imagine. And they're into this group. And, and Mamad means a station. Okay? Now, where did these people go? Some of them went to the temple, while others would fast and do special prayers in their towns. So this was something on a regular basis, regular day in, day out, year in, year out, in Eretz Yisrael, when we had a base on Migdash, you'd have three different groups, Kohanim, Levim, Yisraelim, divided up into 24 subcategories, and each one had a week twice a year, in which they served. The Israelim, they would fast, they'd read certain Torah portions, and they would weave the representatives of the Jews. And not only there, but in various towns, they would have people doing that. Okay, so these people are the best of the best, representing us all. So what is the halacha regarding them during their week? Remember, from Shabbos to Shabbos. So, asurim lesaper ulechabes, they're prohibited to cut their hair and launder their clothes during the week of their service. Aha! But wait a minute, that's a long time. Now, they're coming in on Shabbos. The assumption is you're ready for Shabbos. You've got clean clothes and you've cut your hair. Okay, but you're still going a whole week. So what's going to happen as we're coming Erev Shabbos already? Remember, they still work till Shabbos morning. The switch is Shabbos morning or mid-morning, mid early afternoon. is when the switch happens, one group to the next group. So you really have to be on call part of one Shabbos, the second half of your first Shabbos, and the first half of your second Shabbos. So now, so already, already on Thursday coming in to the second last day of their service, mutarim, they're allowed to get, have a haircut and clean clothes, mitnei a Shabbos, in honor of the Shabbos. Now, why didn't they do it on Friday? Well, you could do it on Friday, but then they're too busy with the other Shabbos preparations. So therefore, Shabbos, a Thursday is a good day to take care of that. So that's the halacha. And we are going to equate the reason why we have this halacha by Cholomoye is that, now you're going to say, wait a minute, it's still a little different because they're able to, to wash themselves and water the clothes on during that week. So how is that the same as Cholomoye? Because in Cholomoye you can't do anything, right? So the answer obviously is how long is the, the longest well, it's interesting. The longest cholamoid would be six days, right? But this is a full week. So we'll see. We'll talk about this. But anyway, the question is, so why can't you take a haircut on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or wash your clothes on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for the people who are on their turn in the base of English? From Rabbi Rechanam, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Hanumerla says, my timer, why can't they do it earlier than that? Now, logic would dictate that on the contrary, they'd be required to groom themselves and launder their clothing while in the midst of serving in the temple. 
Why are we waiting five days? Can't get a hair, can't learn. Why not? Here's the big answer. So that they do not enter their week in an unkempt fashion. The rabbis wanted to ensure that the men of the Mishmar and the Maimet would commence their duties properly groomed and clothed properly, which is befitting such an exalted position. So therefore, they prohibited these men from haircutting and laundering during the week so that they must be compelled to groom themselves in advance. In other words, if you know, well, I, I can't get it done, I'll do it during my, the middle of the week. So now you come in to that, you know, like, uh, for example, I, di- I didn't take a shave, anything, this is a whole cholomite, and I was, we're all busy efforts, I didn't do it either. I said, I got a wedding tonight, I can't look so... Not a camp, so I had to take a shave, uh, clean up the beard a little bit. So, and that's just for a wedding. Okay, so now this is to serve. So now if you know you can do it during the middle, you can say, well, so I won't come in camped. And therefore, if you know you can't do it, then you're going to make sure you're going to do it beforehand. So I do the eleven on Thursday also. What? You should not allow it the whole week. Why no, be, it on Thursday? because now for the next Shabbos, in honor of Shabbos. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, you, you still have to, like whatever, sure. wash your clothes and do a little little bit of a trim. So if that's the case, Hachanami, one second, Hachanami, what? Hachanami, same thing with Cholamoy, Kidesh Likonsul Aregel, Kishahei So they should not come to the holiday in an unkempt state, okay? So to accomplish this, they prohibit it. Now, if people are aware that there's a prohibition, they're going to take care to groom themselves. And if you don't, you get penalized. Okay, now, hold on. So there's an extensive discussion in rabbinic literature regarding whether it's permissible for a person who shaved prior to the festival, thus abiding by the rabbinic decree, to shave again during Chol Hamoyed. In other words, what if I did do what I'm supposed to do? Why can't I do it? So look at the tour, who quotes Rabbeinu Tam, is the singular opinion who says that it's allowed. However, the tour himself disagrees, as does the Shulchan Aruch as well. So there's a lengthy discussion in the postgame on this, and I'm going to leave that for Monday the full treatment of the halacha l'maysa, because I want to put on the screen um, some of the sources and this and that. But it's a lengthy discussion because it depends a lot on exactly... um, Well, okay, I might as well just say the three main opinions. Three main opinions. Now, the the sack normally, remember, during shoharach is no. Even if you did before, you can't. Now, obviously, again, um, lifestyles change, okay? Most Jews did not shave. Did not shave. They had beards. The only thing you did was you cut your hair. That was that was the standard procedure. Who heard of a Jew shaving? Especially in the olden days, you didn't, you didn't have electric razors, so how are you going to shave? Mm-hmm. You have to use a razor. What else can you use? Well, you're going to use some of those powders and burn your face, you know, depilatories, whatever. So, okay. So now, 
But nowadays, for whatever reason, as it were, um, we'll say um, in the, I'd say mid-1800s, it was mainly the Shiloh really arose. Because even till then, Jews didn't shave. Ah, but then the Reformed Jews, this was the big problem. Also said, what are you talking about? We have to look like like the Goyim. And a Goyim is well-kept. That is, that's what we're looking, aspiring to be. Like the well-kept people. You know, the Germans were very well-kept too. Very well-kept animals. So, uh, so we want to be like them. We want to be just like them, but just more civilized. The truth is you can't. Once you, t- once you dress like a wolf, you are a wolf. Okay? And therefore you can be a Jew and be a wolf. Be that as it may. So now that big, and the times of the no to be Yehuda and people like that was a big issue. So, but, but then it became more acceptable, more acceptable, and you were using, now, you know, there's two things really, two things. There's one is the halacha, you may not use a razor against your face. That's, there's nothing to negotiate. You can't do that. Okay, so I'll take depilatories. I'm not using a razor. There's a second issue, which is a more subtle issue, is how is a Jew supposed to look? It's more Kabbalistic. What is the Tzalem Elohim? You're created Tzalem Elohim, and whatever mystically it means, you know, mystically, God has an arm, even though we don't see it. So God also has a beard, even though we don't see it. If you want to look like God, you have a beard. And that is, you know, and, and that was what Hasidus retained from what always was. Okay, in other words, you have halacha, you have halacha, and you have the Kabbalah. Okay, the halacha is focused on what says you can't use a razor. Fine. But there's a deeper idea is, well, really, shouldn't cut it off at all because that's more of the image of God. All right, that's Kabbalah already. That's not halacha. And, but you got to know, in those days, it was obvious a Jew had a beard. <laughs> that's all there is to talk about. So such thing as a Jew without a beard. Okay, so now there are ways out. Now we got razors, uh, shavers, and this and that, and all these things. Okay, so now the question is like this. So if people, now, now certainly a haircut, there's no reason to change that, because no one gets a haircut every day. No one gets a haircut every day. The most, <laughs> every two weeks, that would be pushing it, usually like a month or whatever, some three months, whatever. But they shave every day. Once a, oh, so now the question is, how often do people shave? Well, many people shave every day. Some guys who don't have very uh, fierce beers can maybe get away for a day or two with a five o'clock shadow that doesn't come up for, you know, not everybody has the testosterone to have a strong beard after a day or two. But anyway, and now it's looked at that being well-kempt is to shave. So therefore... Uh, let's start with the most, so now we'll go to the most lenient position. The most lenient position was Rav Soloveitchik's a position, was that if people um, shave every day, and that is what being kempt is, then he should shave before Cholom, before Yantif. And then for him now, he's going to look unkempt. Rav Soloveitchik said, for people who are particular about this, that's very important. Some people are not particular about it. There's certain people, they take a shave like once a week. That's it. I don't I don't want to bother. I don't care. This is how I look. 
during the week. But people are very pedantic and they say, no, 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 every day I have to have a clear face. So then Rav Salvechik not only says he's allowed to, he says he must. Because for him, if every day he looks Welsh clean, and he did it on Erev Yontif, that's very important. If he didn't do it on Erev Yontif, now you get the punishment. Because you should have taken a shave on Erev Yontif. And if you didn't, now you get the punishment. But if not, if you did it on Erev Yontif, you should do it on Cholomoyed. That's from Salavechik. That is we could call it the most lenient position, but from the other hand, he may say that's a strict position. <laughs> okay, but that's if you don't have a beard. Says Rav Moshe, no, not to be that lenient. Rav Moshe says that only if, you know, at work, it could cause you a financial loss. Now we go into the laws of Cholomoid, Hefzid Merubah. If your boss says, listen, you take a shave or you're fired, then you take a shave. Okay, so that is falling onto that aspect. Well, the Spartim do not allow it at all. You cannot take, it doesn't matter, you cannot take a shave at all. That's uh, the, the simplest understanding. And so you got, as usual, you got Salavechik, who is very makbid on Alocha, but very makbid on Torah Umada, and the Jew has to fit into society without violating Halacha. So he's saying nowadays the mores have changed and a regular Jew who goes out is the one who shaves. While Rav Moshe is like, and the Sfarim say, forget it. All the posts can say you can't. You can't. That's it. So, you know, and usually Rav Moshe is somewhere in the middle. He says, well, you, you shouldn't, but if you must, so you don't lose any money, then you're allowed to do it. That becomes the default position. Now, there's others, I believe it was the Nota Yehuda who says, you should know that when the rabbis say certain decrees, this is the part that's a little bit harder for people to accept, they make certain decrees and they give a reason, you should know it, that's never the only reason. That's never the only reason. They they gave a reason that people could uh, pallet, okay, could, could take. Well, why don't you be ready for the Antif? But that doesn't mean that's the only reason. Now, he suggested that, you know what, it's because they really didn't feel that people, um, uh, you know, if you'd be shaving, first of all, you'd be shaving on Cholomoid, and you're not generally not going to find a Jew who's going to shave you, give you a haircut. Generally not. The Jews are closed. And therefore, a goy will, and the goy might cut your payas off and things like that. It won't be careful, because usually it's only a Jew. You always went to a Jewish barber, but you can't go to a Jewish barber. They're closed, even though they're allowed to, but they're closed. So then they may, and the guy may shave your pay us off, or whatever, or worse. Anyway, so that's, but but the, the deeper idea is, there's more reasons to it, and we don't need to know this. In other words, the rabbi said not is not. So they gave you a simple reason, but even if that reason won't apply, there must be deeper uh, Kabbalistic reasons beyond that, which, you know, it's beyond my pay grade to explain that. All right. So now what's still interesting, and this we have to look deeper into this, and I'm sure this is the question you're going to ask. Let me guess, see if I guess that this is your question. They can say this, well, okay, fine. That's all good. But just like the people who are on the Mishmore, who took a shave, a haircut before, we're still allowed to do it on Thursday, we'll cover Shabbos. 
So why can't we, who shaved before Cholamoid, before Yontif, be laced to shave on Erev Yontif the last day? That's a question that needs further elucidation. It could be that they feel, no, once you make the rule, it's for the whole Cholamoid. And that's it. It's for, you, don't, you don't do anything that, else. That was my question. That, you know, yes. For, but it's Cholamoid generally... You're not allowed but to it, shave, but for Shabbat can you shave? Right. So they still are saying not. No. Uh, still are saying not. Oh, Again, Rav Soloveitchik would say you shave every day. Yeah. That is, right. that's or, a or if it's a person who shaves every other day, same thing. But so therefore, that is still, and I guess, and this is like clear in the in the Torah world, like nobody shaves the entire Cholamoid. That's it. Oh, even for the Shabbat, even for the even for anything, they don't do it. Oh. You know, they want to come into the holiday proper because I guess maybe they feel if you know that you can take a shave on the last day, so okay, so I go by without the first days. But you know, and I agree, it seems counterintuitive because now. It really looks bad on, uh, on, on Simcha's Torah. Everyone's got a beard. So again, I guess the default then becomes that's the Kabbalistic understanding. And the rabbis the rabbis did not ask. Seriously, the Gemara here does not ask. The Gemara obviously should have asked now. Well, wait a minute. Why can't you take a shave on the last days of Cholamoid? Gemara doesn't bother to ask the question. So... Must be the more assumed as for sure you can't. That's all. Yeah. So that's uh, that's how we leave it. So again, if you so you're a Sparty, you're stuck. You yeah, have to follow Rav Chacham Avadja, and you cannot take any shapes. Finish. Like I know you and I should. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But we'll have to further look into this. But that and is the general. If they're allowing it in the better Mikdash, like the Quranic can do it on Thursday. Yeah, because they're more representatives of the people, and they have to look, and they're representatives of God. So they have to, just like, for example, the king has to take a, a haircut <laughs> every day. Every day, just like, the just like the president. Because you got to look perfect every day because you're representing Hashem. Okay, so that's something else. While if you are a. Uh, but still, even these people can't take it on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And by then, it is a big... Uh, again, in the basement, it was just beards. Hmm. So we don't know what it would have been if they would have been able to shave. So that is one of these halachas. So that's the way it is. And we just don't... Uh, no, get, you, get it, bright side, you get to eat rice on Pesach. That's right. You get it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, was that your question or not? Yeah, pretty much. I was just going to say, we talked about being unkempt is... You know, so you do it before, but you're pretty unkempt, like you said, at Simple Store or Shemitic Sarah, you want to say Pesach. Yes. So unkempt can't really be the yeah, the but reason. It's but, it, but again, I guess the assumption is, if you know you could do it with Covet Shabbos, okay, so I might not be so, uh, I'll let it go by the first days of Yom Tov. Because if, if you know, even if you know you could do it on on, on, on Erev uh, Simchus Torah, uh, Shemini Atzeres, Okay, so I'll go five days without it, you know. But if we're saying the whole, the whole, you can't do anything the whole time, right? I. Right, but what about the guy who who did what he's supposed to do? All right, that is the discussion. All right, that's in a nutshell. Okay, now, so that is that's the reason for that. Now the Gemara wants to define the parameters of the prohibition against hair cutting 
and laundering clothes on Cholamoy. Boy, Rab Zeh. Haircutting or just shaving the beard? Two issues here. Right. Well, the Gemara obviously doesn't talk about. The Gemara is not going to talk about. Well, no. What are you talking about? You never went to a barber shop. People don't shave at home. You never went to a barber shop. I'm just saying. But here, here in the Gemara, nobody's taking shaves. They all have beards. When I went to Bathurst Manor Barbers and you had Chris and these other guys, you had these, these, yeah, these guys just sit there and the full treatment, like the Gansa Geshefta, wash the hair and cut the hair and, and, then, and, then, and then put a whole hot towel on your face and then it's, 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 it's you know, the full works. But anyway, here we're just talking about hair cutting and laundering. So, boy, Rav Zera, of the law, Aveda Erev Haregel. Oh, what if a guy lost an object, Erev Yontav, and, and, and trying to find it, he didn't have time to cut his hair before the Yontav. What's the law? Now, obviously, the Miri says it's not only limited to this situation, but includes any economic interest that requires attention on the eve of the festival. So, here's the Shiloh. Kivan to Anish, since it was an unavoidably uh, thing because he couldn't it was an expensive item he couldn't afford the loss so since it was a get it wasn't planned he didn't want to do it Mutter, he should be allowed to cut his hair on Cholomoid because there were circumstances that prevented him oh Dilmar perhaps Kivan Delo Milsa but since the the matter is not evident lo not now what does that mean now remember the cases the mission said you could take yeah. it on yeah. was like I got out of jail Guys, everybody knows you got out of jail. The guy came from across the ocean. Everybody knows you were a Nazi, you were a Mitzorah, you were in Cherem. Everybody knows you were there. So when they're going to see you taking the hair, they know, they know you can. But here you lost an object. Who knows you lost the object? So on the one hand, we look at, well, the reality is, why should he be punished? He didn't do anything wrong. It was against his will. On the other hand, everybody's going to think you're allowed to take a haircut on Cholomoy. So therefore, that's the Shiloh. That's the Shaila. So Amar Abaye, Gemara answers with an analogous situation where the rabbi said regarding a suggestion of Baitos. The Gemara Psachim says that you're not allowed to have the use of Sirikin. What are Sirikin? Those are matzahs where various dec- decorative figures have been etched. In other words, you're making a fancy etching into the dough and the matzah is not you know, it's a matzah, but it's got a little decoration yeah, in the matzah itself. Yeah. So their concern was the dough would become chametz while the etching was performed. You're taking time. It's going to, you know, we want to get this done quick. But Baitos was a baker who suggested to the sages that the decorative figures could be made on a stamp and was instantly impressed in the dough. So if you have a stamp, it just takes a second, not a whole. So Abaye said... Well, if we're going to allow this, the Gemara says, Yomru kol asurikin asurim. People will say, can it be that all the Sarikin are prohibited, but Sarike Baitus mutarim, but Sarike Baitus is allowed? In other words, we can, even though you're 100% correct, Baitus, you did in one second, but nobody else does it in one second, and everybody else has a problem with Chametz, and they say, well, how come he could do this? And therefore, the same thing should be over here. 
If a person was unavoidably detained from cutting his hair, but people don't know this, then they're unaware of that, and therefore they can think you can do it. So at first blush, the answer is you cannot take the haircut if other people do not know. And we're going to stop it at that point. We'll continue with the other issues over there. We're going to have to stop it at that point. Okay, to be continued next Monday, Amir Tzashem.